something they're going to like to decree over you. Okay, are you ready to receive it? Get your receivers on. This is from <coughs> Brenda Kuhneman. Do you know Hank and Brenda Kuhneman? Do you know them from, what's the name of their church, Gary? I forget. But anyway, they're from Omaha, Nebraska. 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 <laughs> okay, you ready? Today we decree your eyes are open to see what heaven is saying and doing in this important season. We pray that you are filled right now with spiritual wisdom, insight, and understanding. We declare that all spiritual blindness, confusion, deception, and darkness dissipate and that your heart and mind are flooded with light. We prophesy that you have an understanding like the tribe of Issachar to discern the times and seasons. We declare that any ungodly ideologies of the world will not infiltrate or control your beliefs, attitudes, and choices. We break the power of every ungodly soul tie and every lie from the enemy that is preventing you from gaining a righteous perspective. Oh, I like that, huh? We break the power of every ungodly soul tie and every, you know, every, every lie from the enemy that is preventing you from gaining a righteous perspective. We say that today that truth, divine revelation, and perception permeate your being and that nothing shall be able to enter your eye gate that is not from God. Wow. Nothing shall be able to enter your eye gate that is not from God. We place a boundary around your eyes, ears, and thoughts. And we say today that your eyes are open to see clearly according to the Spirit of the Lord. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's encouraging. That's encouraging to me. Because sometimes, you know, we're just walking along doing the dailiness of daily, and we're not even thinking about what we're thinking about or even about what we're saying. But a lot of times we get in, they get the world mixed up in our, you know, because we're around the world. We're around. We're out there. We're doing business in the world. We're, you know, shopping and, and meeting people and talking to people. And they are not of the same mindset, I guess, that you, we have. You know, we have, a, we have a mindset of faith. And, you know, it seems like the enemy, that's, he came to steal, right? Kill and destroy. But he can, only, he can only kill and destroy if you allow him to steal. It's in an order, right? And he's here to steal the faith that you have developed, you know, or that you are developing because sometimes it's like, you know, we said, you know, like, like faith the size of a, of a mustard seed. And that's God compares that to a mustard seed. Now, that little mustard seed is just a seed. And if I put it right there and don't touch it again, it'll always be a seed. But if I dig a hole in the ground, <laughs> see, it has to go in the ground and die. Like Jesus, Jesus, he went in the ground, you know, he, he had to die. And, and then it's planted 
gets watered and, you know, we put some good stuff on it and it starts to grow. The sun comes, the rain comes, it's nurtured, you pray over it. Well, see, that's, how, that's our faith. That's what faith is, you know. It might be not very big in the beginning, that measure of faith that God gives us, but it's there. It's just like a muscle when you're a baby. You know, your muscles, I mean, you're just going, blah, blah, blah. you know, it's nothing. But as you grow and you develop and you exercise, you know, you grow bigger and your muscles get bigger and you have to exercise. You walk, you go to the gym, you, you know, you're sitting, not getting up and getting down and all that kind of stuff. You do something to develop your muscles. And it's the same with our faith. You have to nurture it. You have to water it, protect it. Because the enemy... The enemy knows, because we make our declarations and everything, and we speak out the word of God, he knows what we're believing, but then he's going to attempt to steal what God put in our hearts. That's why the word of God is so important. And to know who we are, what we have, and what we can do. To me, that is the most important thing to know in our Christian walk. Because if we don't, then we're just all over the map. (laughs) But that's our, that's our, you know, thing that guides us through everywhere we go. And something comes along that, you know, it didn't come from God. You know, what do we do? Oh, my faith didn't work. And oh, you know, I don't have any faith. No, that's not what we do. We rely on the word of God that we have put in our hearts, right? The word of God that we meditate on and think about and you know, declare every day, like those declarations. I read one of those every day. I have a little book. You can get it on Kindle called Decrees. And every day we, we, we read one of those and we take it for the day, right? And, uh, and it just builds you up, your confidence. So you have to have confidence. Everyone say confidence. Keep the switch of faith turned on. Put not away your confidence. Don't put it away. Be confident that the creator of the universe, God Almighty, wow, come on, I'm surrounded by him. It might look like I'm surrounded. Hmm. You look at me, I might, you know, things might not look too good, but you know what? I'm surrounded. By him, because I'm surrounded by his word. His word is my shield of faith. I got my armor on. (laughs) But, you know, there's so many things. There's so many things that can distract us. So our identification, the world is looking for something to identify with. Everyone's looking for something to identify with. You know, whatever it is. I mean, there's so many. You can pick anything you want to. <laughs> you, you used to think at one time would never be a choice. But you know what? We only have one choice. Keep our eyes on things above, not on the things of this earth. Don't get entangled with the things of this earth. Now, you know, you might think, well, that's politics. You know, well, that's one thing. But there's lots of things that we get entangled with that call us and pull us down into worry and concern. Happens to me. I'm sure it happens to you. So that's when you have to build yourself up 
right? Gary builds me up and I build him up. He's not saying the right thing. I'll say, no, uh, don't say that. And he'll look at me, no, don't say that. <laughs> but it's right. That's right. We have to, you know, we have to have somebody who's going to correct us. We don't like correction. Who likes correction? James, of course. <laughs> oh, I like correction. I, you know, I like it. I don't love it. <laughs> But I know that sometimes, I mean, God corrects us with his word. His word corrects us. It restores us. It renews our mind, renews our way of thinking. I mean, that's, that's the only thing that keeps us from walking in the fullness of God is, you know, what we're thinking about. I mean, I've got to talk to myself a lot. And over these last little while, I mean, it's just been me and Gary at home. Now, Carolyn is home with us. <laughs> and that's fun. You know, she dressed me up tonight. Oh, what are you going to wear? What are you going to wear? I'm going to make my out, you know. She comes in with the shoes, and then she's got her makeup kit out, and she's painting me up, you know. But she loves to do that, you know. She likes that. She likes dressing me up. <laughs> huh? She did a good job. I'll tell her you said that. Yeah. But, you know, like, it's, um, it's a wonderful thing to be a child of God. To be a child of God. Oh, man. <laughs> Is there anything better than that? There's nothing in this world. You know, you might think laying on a beach or, you know, being in a nice restaurant, eating a nice food. Those are all nice things. But nothing compared. Nothing compares to that because you can be in his presence. It doesn't matter where. And Paul showed us that in his, you know, when he was in the dungeon, chains around his ankles, chained to the wall, him and Silas down there in the deepest dungeon. <laughs> and, you know, poop goes downhill. You know that, right? <laughs> and that's where they were up to their necks in it. And he says, sing, Silas, sing. Silas wasn't quite there yet. <laughs> sing? What do you mean, sing? Can't you see where we are? What, you know what's happening to us? You were the ones that got us into this mess. <laughs> and now you want me to sing? <laughs> Who would be saying that? Would you be Paul or would you be Silas? Come on, tell me the truth. If you were up to your neck in poop, your legs chained. <laughs> no, but really, when you're, you know, you're, it's, that's not normal to sing in a situation, when you're in that kind of situation. And most of us, would, our carnal minds would take over, <laughs> or our bodies at least would be speaking to us, you know. And he's saying... Sings us because he, he had, as he had a relationship with God. He knew God. He knew Him in a very intimate. See, like knows like a husband loves a wife, like that kind of intimate, and that's the kind of relationship He wants with us. So we're in those bad situations, and you've had none. You're going to have some. <laughs> If you're away on this earth and you're alive today, you know, there are things that are happening today and, and will continue to happen because it's the end of the age, right? 
in some ways that's exciting. In other ways, you know, but I like my house. (laughs) I like my nice warm bed. You know, what would happen if all of it was taken away from you? You'd still have God. You could sing (laughs) and praise the Lord. But look what happened when they sang. What happened when they sang? Oh, my Lord. The prison doors opened, earthquakes happened, people got out. And I mean, you know, it was one of the guys that was going to go kill himself, one of the guards, because he thought everybody was, he was going to be blamed for it all. <laughs> well, see, it's easy to sing in the hot tub, but it's easy to sing in the hot tub. But even so, you could be in a situation where, you know, you're comfortable. You know, and it's nice, but on the outside of that perimeter of comfort, there's something coming towards you. There's something coming towards you to steal, because you can get too comfortable. You know, comfort is not your friend sometimes. Comfort, you can go to sleep under the comforter, right? (laughs) I mean, if it's the kind of comfort that doesn't matter what's going on around you and you just got that. I know God loves me and I love him and we're together and you know it doesn't matter doesn't matter <laughs> No but you know we're reading through Job <laughs> in our bible reading and it's and I mean it's, it's hard to wade through that I mean there's a couple of good chapters at the end but you know he was so self-righteous I mean they looked at him and he looked like he was a do he was a good man he thought he was a good man you know, he's doing all this stuff, you know, helping the hungry and, you know, and doing everything that needs to be, you know, when, when he walked by, some people would, you know, they would stop talking because they were probably talking about him. But anyway, they would stop talking and they would, they would honor him, you know, they would honor his name and, you know, oh, here, Job, here, Job. But inside, yeah. He was righteous in his own eyes. He self righteousness. I'm so good. I do this and I do that. And well, so you may do those good things, but you know what? It's your reasonable service, but on the other hand, it's not, it's, it's just a good thing. And it's not, the root of it is not your righteousness in God that you got through Jesus when he died on the cross. See, that's the root. It's the fruit and not the root. That's right. The root has to be your righteousness in God. So from that root, you do good. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.